Blog Talk Radio.
The True Israelites, with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 y
international radio broadcast, Yaklaz Radio, is now on the air. I'll be your host by name, your fear, Israel of C-Roy. We're doing a series called Revealing the Number of the Beast 666 on a position case number 93. And we just going to get something going on. You see, we got our elder. Elder Yadda Israel, he's coming on stage, so we might as well get something going on right away, no doubt about it. So if you can find our elder and bring him in, and one thing about when you meet our elder, we took out of camp one with a loud voice, he said. Elder Yadda Israel, Yadda Israel, right? The court blesses, says Rev. I say royal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all saying, listen, you serving me, 
And that very same hour, I give you what takes to work with, no doubt about it. You got to remember these things. So now, but in the book of Deuteronomy, Daniel, let's see, let's see what it says. Matter of fact, before you read Deuteronomy, what it says that we can read in number 14, verse number 9. The book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse number 9 reads, book of Numbers 14, verse number 9 reads, Only rebel not you against Shaquah, neither fear you the people of the land, for they are bred for us, their defense is departed from them, and Yahweh is with us, fear them not. That's one thing we got to remember, especially in the fixing on the council. That Yahweh is with us, Lord, we stay behind this word. So, in Ezekiel, there are in Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 7. Let's see what Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 1 and 7 says. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 2, verse number 1, and verse number 7 reads, the book of Ezekiel, Chapter 2, verse number 1. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto you. Verse number 7. Mm-hmm. And thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. For they are most rebellious. Mm-hmm. So, we, so we, we understand these things. We got to make sure you're speaking. The words of Almighty, when they hear, or when they fulfill, that's on them. But your thing is to make sure you tell them what I tell you. Let's get a precept on that by going to third chapter, yo. We're going to third chapter of the same book of Ezekiel chapter 3. We want to get a precept on that. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1, and skip down 10, 11, and 27. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1, 10, 11, and 27. Elder Yahweh is ready. You're back on the clock. Come on. The book of Ezekiel chapter 3, verse number 1. Verse number 10, verse 11, and verse number 27 reads. Book of Ezekiel chapter 3, verse number 1 reads. More we say unto me, son of man, eat that thou findest, eat this robe. And go speak unto the family of Israel. Verse number 10. More we said unto me, son of man, <coughs> all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thy mind, hear with thy ears. Verse 11. Go get thee to them of the captivity, unto the children of your people, and speak unto them and tell them the Savior, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Verse number 27, Ezekiel, chapter 3, verse 27. But when I speak, but when I speak with thee, I will open thy mouth, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus say Yahweh, he that hear, let him hear, and he that forbear, let him forbear. For they are a, for they are a rebellious family. Well, you say, listen, you're going out there, and you tell them 
exactly what's going on, no doubt about it. You tell them what's going on. And because we know we're dealing with uh, a rebellious people, and that's the game changer. But, but our job is to make sure you hear, and whether you hear or whether you prevail. What it says in uh, Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1 and 17, now, because Leviticus chapter chapter one. Make a chapter five. Make a chapter five, verse one and seventeen. What it says in Leviticus chapter five, verse one and verse number seventeen. What it says that we can read. The book of Leviticus chapter five, verse number one. Verse number seventeen reads. Because Leviticus chapter 5, verse number 1. And if a person sin and hears the voice of swearing, and is a witness, whether he have seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear their iniquity. Verse 17. And if a person sin and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandment of Yahweh, though he wist it not, it is he guilty and shall bear his iniquity. Mm-hmm. So especially um, in leadership, when leadership sees something on the table, you have to deal with it because if you don't deal with it and because there's no accident in Almighty Yahweh. So once something comes on the table, sticking on the camps, you got to deal with it. So one thing about it, if you want your blessing, you've been... Shut up for these days. Now, let me get a precept on that. And we see Mother Eve say in a second. You get a precept on that, Elder. Get that uh, Ezra, Esther, Esther, chapter 4, verse 12, down to verse 14. I need a precept on that. See, let me get a precept on Esther, chapter 4, verse 12, down to verse 14. What that say there, Elder? The book of Esther, chapter 4, verse number 12. Through 14. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. The book of Esther, chapter 4, verse number 12 through 14 reads. Book of Esther, chapter 4, verse number 12 reads. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words, verse number 13. And Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, think not with thyself. But thou shalt escape in the king's house more than any or any more than all of Yahdah Judah. Verse 14. For if thou altogether hold thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise of Yahdah from another place. Thou and thy father's family shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Mm-hmm. And, and, and there you go right there. So see, we're clear that Yahweh has always helped somebody every generation, and that's, his, and that's his program. So he always got somebody in every walk of life to take it down to the next level until that cup fills all the way up. Until that cup fills all the way up, he always might have somebody there who said, well, you know, uh, you just didn't you know, hear the warning from the pages of the book. We have always somebody in every generation 
to tell you what you need to know, you just got to recognize the signs of the time. And we're going to bring Mother in, and Mother E coming on stage. This is going to bring Mother E in on the Mother Out of Camp 1. So we meet Mother E with a loud voice. He said, Mother E, one of the Mother Out of Camp 1. Y'all quite big left seat, right? Yahweh bless you, dear Israel, for see glory. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Now, uh, mother, 
Let's get a precept on that by going to Ezekiel 18, verse 1, 20, 25, 29 through 32. Ezekiel chapter 18, figure verse 1, skip down to 20, 25, 29 through 32. Mother E, come up. Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 20 to 25. Verse 20. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 1. Verse 1, then skip down to verse 20. Then skip down to verse 25. Then read verse 29 through 32. Okay, Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 1. The word of the Yahweh come unto me again, training. Verse 20, thus if thy soul that sin, the soul that sin, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteousness, the righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wicked of the wicked shall be upon him. Verse 29. Yet said, yet, says the standing of Israel, the way of the Yahweh is not equal, O standing of Israel, are not my ways equal? Are not my ways unequal? 30. Therefore, I will judge you, O family of Israel, everyone, according to his ways, said the Yahweh. Repent and turn yourself from all your transgressions. So sin shall not be your wrong. Thirty one. Thirty one and thirty two. Thirty one and thirty two. Okay. Thirty one. Cast away from you all your transgression, whereby you have transgressed, and make you a new mind. And a new spirit. For why will you die, O family of Israel? 32. For I have no pleasure in the death of him that died, said the Yahweh. Wherefore turn yourselves and live. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no pleasure in those that are going to sin against me. I ain't got no pleasure in it. So turn and live. You told the son of man, listen, you get to the children of, of your people, children of Israel. That's a, that's a great responsibility for um, a man of Yahweh to get there, but he has to but he has to make sure he gets there. Matter of fact, I, I got to get Hold that point the other way yet. I need a precept on that, Elder. Hold that point. 
So now in First Samuel, I need a precept on that. In First Samuel chapter 16, so he said, now you get to the people so you let them know what's going on. Now, so they still got a great responsibility to get to them people, and, but, he, but he just can't get over there all by himself. Let's see what he got written on. Let's get a precept on that. We're going to the 16th chapter, Elder. And we're going to look at something that said in 16. And we'll pick it up at verse number. We'll pick it up at verse number 3. We'll read down 3 down to verse 5. Let's get a precept on that, Elder. Uh, 1 Samuel 16, 3 down to verse 5. What's that say, Elder? The book of 1 Samuel chapter 16. Verse number 3 through 5 reads, the book of First Samuel 16, verse number 3. They called Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. Verse 4. And Samuel did that which Yahweh spake and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town troubled at his coming and said, Come with you, peaceably. Verse number five. And he said, Peaceably, and I'll cut a sacrifice unto Yahweh. Sanctify yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sacrificed, and he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. So, so you see that this job has to be done according to order. When the Spirit gets his hand on it, you got to immediately find the elders and pass his message on. So that's that one-two punch. And matter of fact, um, let's back up to the 10th chapter, elder. So let's back up to the 10th chapter and look at old Samuel in action. We're going to um, the 10th chapter, verse 1 and 6. Let's see it says in the 10th chapter, verse 1 and 6 of 1 Samuel. The book of 1 Samuel, chapter 10, verse number 1, and verse number 6 reads, the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 10, verse number 1 reads, 1 Samuel 10, verse 1, that Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, is it not because Shaquille have anointed thee over his inheritance? Verse number 6 reads, and the spirit of Yahweh will come upon thee, and you shall prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. Mm-hmm. So, so he had he had um, the power to be chosen by the Almighty Yahweh to anoint him from Samuel the seer. So, so Samuel anointed the king, the first king of Israel. He told him, now once I put this oil on you, you ain't going to be the same man looking for your donkey. You'll be as another man. So that's the game changer right there. So once that oil on you, you will definitely be another man. So that's why you got to be clear that when you put that oil on anybody in the 69 camp that all been ordained to do so, you got to make sure you see the changes in their demeanor. They should not be the same old person no more. They will be changed to a, another person, and they 
Oh, wow, they be gone over from dust to edge, y'all, wow. Now, we see the young lion. I don't know if he's coming on the stage peacefully or he on the route or listen. We'll find out. If he's sitting behind the table, got his books all spread out, we'll find out. We don't know if he's coming peacefully. We don't even know that. But we're going to find out. Young lion, Lord Micaiah Israel. Yaqua bless you there, see Ray. Yaqua bless you there, see Israel. Oh, see Roy. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Hallelujah, Now, um, what what the old seer want to know? Are you coming peacefully or are you on route? There? Are you already behind the book? Already to get in where you fit in at? So how you saying that, young lion? Come on. Well, I say it like this, sir. In a book of Psalms, well, well, Psalms 104, there's something that was said in that verse number 21. And I'm all, I'm getting all settled down, but I'm going to need a few more minutes to get completely settled down because I got to go take care of something real quick. But uh, I got my books all spread out. And Psalms 104, verse 21, it says, Young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from Yahweh. Hallelujah, all right, excellent. I tell you what, when you are you already when you're already sitting in the in the captain's seat, then you say hallelujah while we take it from there. So uh <laughs> El, El is our God. We go on and look at um first Kings chapter nineteen and we'll look at verse ten down to verse sixteen. So we find out that Samuel he was the first one basically had to skin that robe he had to point out the king, and then Yahweh pointed to him, go ahead and do that, but there, and anoint him. And when you anoint Samuel, he's going to be turned to another man. So now in First Kings chapter 19, uh, El, what it says we can read 10 down to verse 16. First Kings 19, 10 down to verse 16. What does it say to El? Book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, verse number 10 through 16 reads, Book of 1 Kings 19, verse number 10. And he said, I have been very jealous for Yahweh of hosts, for the family of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altar, and slain thy seers with the sword, and I even I only am left. And they, would, they seek my life to take it away. Verse number 11. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before Yahweh. And behold, Yahweh passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountain and break in pieces the rock before Yahweh. But Yahweh was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But Yahweh was not in the earthquake. Verse number 12. And after the earthquake, a fire. But Yahweh was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Verse number 13. And it was so when Elijah heard. <coughs> and it was so when Elijah heard it. that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out. And stood in the entrance end of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said. What doest thou here, Elijah? Verse 14. And he said. I have been very jealous for Yahweh of hope. Because the family of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altar, and slain thy seers with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, 
and they seek my life to take it away. Verse number 15. Yahweh said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, whom thou comest, anoint Haziel to be king over Seir. Syria. Verse 16. And Jehu the son of Nimshi shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha the son of Safat of Abel Mahalat <laughs> shall thou anoint to be seer in thy room. <coughs> that, was, that, was, that was a big birthday, yo. That was a very big birthday. So you're telling me that what we need to know, they got a, a lot of things going on over there in called the land of Israel, and they got Syria divided from the land of Israel. But we just found out, Elder, that once upon a time ago, that Syria was part of the land of Israel. We just found out that Syria, that that Syria was a part of Israel. You know why we know that? You just got to read it, Elder. Verse again. But before you read that verse again, read verse ten and sixteen. So what we have found out. And that's why we have to really understand there's so much information that needs to come out, and the six Nordic camps got to get on board and able to take care of this business. So whoever in Syria today do not belong in, because that land was the land of Israel, the portion they're in right now, it was taken over by Syria. Then the Romans came in and jumped in and became a Roman province. Then Syria on taking it back. So they back and forth taking land that belonged to the children of Israel. How do we know that? But see what happened. Ezekiel made a complaint about what was going on. And Yahweh all his power. Maybe you know one thing. If you got your Yahweh. If you got to Yahweh, a, a, a mother had that uh, waiting on me in the 54th chapter, verse number 5 through 17, in the book called Isaiah, Isaiah 54, 5 through 17, that mother, he had it to the side of me. So what we're going to find out something, all the way to find out something, that the land of Syria was never... To the earth. The name of Syria belongs to the children of Israel. How do we know that? Let's take a look at it again in First Kings chapter 19, verse 10 and 16. What is that again, Elder? Come on. The book of First First Kings chapter 19, verse number 10, verse number 16 reads. Book of First Kings 19, verse number 10. And he said, I have been very jealous for Yahweh of hosts, for the family of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. Some thine thine authors and slain thy seers with the sword, and I even I only am left, and they seek my life, take it away. Verse 16. And Jehu, the son of Nephi, <coughs> and Jehu, 
the son of Nimshi, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Sapphire, of Abel Menhalon, shall thou anoint to be seer in your room. Verse number 15. First Kings 19, verse 15. Yaquah said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when I come, it's anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. <coughs> you all right over here? I'm just trying to hold on to the reinforcement come in. Hallelujah, bro. And I, and, I, and I got my own reinforcement myself. And um, like I said again, hallelujah, bro. Um. Read verse 15, but if you're online, you should be um, getting closer to getting in that capital city shortly. And you know, um, Sister Miriam should be coming on shortly. Uh, Mother, Mother Z, you got a, you see your telephone number and Mother D.F. Israel. Can you uh, tell them? Come on the ball, cast and uh, put their work in. You can get in contact with um, Mother D.F. Israel and Sister Miriam. Tell them on the field to come on the ball, cast and, and put their work in on check number nine three. Can I help? So, um, in that verse 15, yeah, in that verse 15 again, I need, I need to hear what the assignment was given to the seer to do in verse 15. What is saying in verse 15 now? You know? Look at First Kings chapter 19. Verse number 15 reads, Yaquah said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. Verse number 16. So we find out that the children of Israel, once upon a time ago, the land of, of Syria, which really is Aram, that land belongs to the children of Israel. That's why we got to, we got a whole lot of work to do. Hey, hey Mother Eve, we know you're holding something, Mother Eve, but give me Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Turn it right back there, Mother. Let's look at what it says in Revelation chapter 2. Verse 4 and 5. Revelation 2, verse 4 and verse 5. Hey, Mother E, what is there we can read in Revelation 2, verse 4 and 5? Revelation chapter 2, verses 4 and verse 5. Verse 4 reads, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because I have left thou. Verse book, verse five. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first work, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove 
that candlestick out of his place. Out of his mm-hmm. place. He says, mm-hmm. so I'll repeat. So he's saying, you got to remember where you have fallen from. But it ain't about teaching where you have fallen from. You know, we got to, that's why this ministry got to step it up. Because right now, we have no remembrance where we have fallen from because we've not been taught where we fallen from. And so that's the reason why I'm showing this uh, mother and 
Romans 54, 3, verse 5, down to verse 17. Let's see if we give a little understanding now of what's going on in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 5, down to verse 17. Let's, let's see what he said. Take the time and we got plenty of time in the, and all and all of the cavalry is on their way. But we can let Ill run back and and just listen to the broadcast. We'll wait a minute. Come on now. Come on, Mo. The book of Isaiah, chapter fifty four, verse five, six, and seven. Isaiah no, chapter fifty four. Hold on, hold on. Take it off. Fifty four, verse five, and take it straight down to seventeen. Take it straight down to seventeen. Isaiah fifty four, five, straight down to verse seventeen. Come on. Okay. The book of Isaiah, chapter fifty four. Verses 5 through 17. 5. For the maker is thy husband. Yahweh of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the righteous one of Israel. Yahweh of the whole earth shall be, shall he be called. Verse 6. For the Yahweh shall call thee as a woman forsaken and grieve in spirit. And a wife of you, when thou was refused, said the Yahweh. Verse 7, A small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercy will I gather thee. Verse 8, In a little wrath I hid my face from thee, for a moment, but will, but with everlasting kindness, will I have mercy on thee, that the outward thou redeemed. Verse nine. This, for this is as the water of Naomi. Good enough. Go ahead. Water of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn that the water of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be washed <coughs> with thee, nor rebuke thee. Verse 10, for the month for the mountain shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, that the upward that has mercy on thee. Verse 11. O those afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comfortable. Come, not come forth. Behold, I will lay the stone your fair hurdles and lay the foundation with sapphire. Verse 12. And I will make the widows of anger and the gate of iron 
and all the borders of flesh and stone. Verse 13. All thy children shall be taught of the Yahweh, and great and great shall be the peace of of thy children, of your children. Verse 14. And righteousness shall thus be established. Thus shall be far from oppression. For thus shall not fear and and from terror. Thus shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Verse 15. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for this for thy faith. For your faith. Behold, I have created this meal that bloweth the cold in the fire and has bring forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the way to destroy. Verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thus shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Yahweh, and their righteousness is of me, says the Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the world, Mother Lord, the Lord, read that verse 17. No weapons is formed against you going to prosper. But they never re- read what you just got to read. That message was for Judah of the southern kingdom. And Judah had Judah business by the Simeon. So he let them know that there's no weapon formed against you, but you have to be righteousness. And righteousness, that's a big word. So he was talking to Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon of the southern kingdom about there's no weapon going to be formed against you. So when they jump down in that verse and read that mother, and they, and they come up with a worldly statement on it, we are the fixing on accounts got to go back and say, wait a minute, all that just happened, that, that's not talking about, that's not talking about uh, everybody. There's no weapon formed against the children of our people, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. That's who no weapon is formed against. He said, now that will be the righteousness of his son. So that will be your righteousness. So that means Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon got to understand one thing. You got to return back to understanding you need more information. And we come on this broadcast six nights week to give you this information. Now you don't find out that cereal belongs to you, and they're over in the land right now fighting, and the earth got the cereal. But now you will find out the children of Israel, 
Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon, and the rest of the children of Israel, that's their land. That's great to understand that the whole world out of order because the children of Israel don't know their responsibility to bring Yahweh back in the picture. He ain't coming to picture until you get to until you can recognize the signs of time in his book. He gonna do it on Hosea five fifteen and just watch it and see what you get in order according to this book. Now once you get in order according to this book, Yahweh said he got to intervene. That's why we're trying to activate the six known accounts to wake up and raise your level of, of understanding the scripture. Let's get a precept on that, mother. He said, this is their righteousness, right? And 625, if this is their righteousness, we might want to read what that means in Deuteronomy. What is the children of Israel righteousness? Let's go to Deuteronomy 625. We see um, Mr. Miriam coming on stage for, for rescue. And we can try to make it light as possible on our elders. We just gonna have our elders find one thing for us in the book of Jasper. So we'll read a couple of hits out of Jasper elders, and then we'll put some old on somewhere else. But we want a couple of shots on Jasper, and we're gonna find out somebody have been doing some things in the book of Jasper, and that's be good enough. So, Mother, in 625, can you get those see out? What, what, is the, what is the children of Israel righteousness? He said, if they do my righteousness, what is the righteousness for the children of Israel? For a tribe? What is their righteousness, Mother, in 625 of Deuteronomy? What is that that we can read? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness. That we observe to do all the commandments before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he has commanded us. You see, so it's a commandment for us, the 12 tribes of Israel, to do his laws, statutes, and commands. So that's an order from Yahweh. He said, now, if you want me to intervene in your life, then I'm going to be looking at the angels telling me one thing. Is you doing my law, statutes, and commandments? And then the angels going to report back and say, well, not really. He's well, if that's the case, then, if, if that's the case, give me one more moment. If that's the case, in Leviticus chapter 26, then look, look what Yahweh got ready. Let's get a precept on that. So he, he, he asked the angels a question. Is it keep my law, statutes, and commandments? Oh, uh, no, not really. Then look, we got written over here in Leviticus 26, verse 41 and 42. Mother. Hey, mother, look what he got written that we can read. Then just go ahead and uh, make a little meal out of it and read the last verse. I think the last verse is 46. So look what he got written in Leviticus 26, verse 41 and 42. In the last verse, I think it's about 46, ain't it? Where that last verse is, read that last verse here we talking about. So he's saying, he said, y'all, y'all want me to Well, hold on, mother. Let him see it. Let him see it. Give you a good shot in real quick. He said, listen, y'all want me to intervene, don't you? He said, well, why can't I, can I recognize you from the page of the book? You want me to remember? 
our mother, he read it earlier in 2, 4, and 5. He said, you need, to re- you need to remember where you have fallen from. And he said, not only that, you got to repent. Now, once you remember where you fall from, fallen from and repent, then I'm going to start doing some remembering. But as long as you don't remember that the land over there is your land, and the people over there in the land call them there, matter of fact, uh, somebody uh, I don't call them out, send me a message about them there on answer machine. So I got the message to play back a little bit later, maybe another broadcast about exactly about how the Arabs have been manipulating you hard as Esau and his five sons. I got it. It's, I got it on tape. They sent me a long message. I got it. I sit to the side. Come up some other time. So, Mother, in the 26th chapter, verse 41, 42, and 46, what is that, Mother? Book of Leviticus, chapter 26, verse 41, 42, and 46. Verse 41. And that I also have walked contrary unto them and have brought them into the land of their enemies. If then their uncircumcised mind be humble, and they then accept of the punishment of their sin, 42. Then will I remember my covenant with Jacob, Israel, and also my covenant with Israel, and also my covenant with Abraham will I remember, and I will remember the land. 46. These are the statutes and judgments and all and laws which Yahweh made between him and the children of Israel in Mount Sinai by the hand of Moses. Mm-hmm. So look, look what you got, Mother. So when you find out you, you want Yahweh to remember, you're doing a whole lot of praying. You die like Mitch, praying everywhere. He said, what? He said, I hear you praying, but listen. You ain't doing my law, statutes, and commandments. I'm only going to remember when you remember. See, we got to remember what is written in this book. And we got to apply it on the urgency. He said, I'm not remembering nothing until you remember. He said, now, once you remember, then I'll start remembering the land. And then whoever in the land, I'll start getting them out the way. But until we remember who we are, and what I was responsibility to be doing, he said he's not going to remember nothing. Like he gave us the Sabbath day. He gave us feast day. He gave us princess rain. He gave us order to what to do. He said, once I recognize you doing Bible order, then I'm coming in. I'm not coming in until you get in order. Because next time I kill you, will be the last. I don't kill you, but one more time. And then everybody going into their proper perspective. That's pretty good. So let's see if we bring our sister Mary in and, and kind of, like I say, just um, having that book of Japheth, I want to read a couple of little hits out of Japheth, and then we'll uh, 
pay you for you to run back and just um, recuperate in grand style, no doubt about it. Well, like you said, we know we got a big job to do, but, to, you know, and, hey, what can we say? So we'll bring in Sister Marion Rose, and when you meet Sister Marion Rose with our voice, you say, Sister Marion Rose, got five people that say right. Hallelujah. Bless you, sir, Israel. Mm-hmm. Well, in the return answer, and the return answer for Ben Ralph, the top, um, what it says in Ruth 2, verse 4, let's see how you meet and greet another Israelite. Well, the Israelite said, can you, Yahweh be with you? Let's see what, what we say in Ruth 2, verse 4. Let's see what the, what the number one answer is. Let's go to Ruth chapter 2, verse 4 there, Sister Miriam, and see exactly how you meet and greet another Israelite that says, Yahweh be with you. Let's see what you, what folks come behind the next thing. Ruth chapter 2, verse 4, what it say, Sister Ruth, Sister uh, Miriam. Hallelujah. Uh, Ruth chapter 2, you said verse 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, verse four. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, Yahweh be with you. And they answered him, Yahweh bless you. Mm-hmm. So you see, that's how the children of Israel meet and greet one another. See, when you're praying about a scripture, then Yahweh said, that's, that's what he want to see. He want to see... He done laid it all out. He done laid it out in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. What do you say in 8, verse 3 there? Miriam, what do you say in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3? Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. And he humbled thee and suffered you to hunger. And fed you with a manner which you knoweth not, neither did your fathers know, that he might, that Yahweh might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of Yahweh doeth man live. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So, so man live by whatever he said. Now, you know, I know, I know you got the jack out the way, but the same company, um, pull up me some uh, ju- uh, jubilee. We'll we'll hold off on that jack. We'll catch that on another time. Maybe when the when the young line get all situated, uh, find me at jubilee when Abraham. We will tell Abraham about. Now, if you do this right here, you will come in too many days too soon. So you know, you, you got out there what I'm saying for the national audience. And um, so with 900,000 thrown in at the side. So the book of Jasper, Elder, can you just drag it all the way back? Because he was talking to Abraham about some things where in the day, and Abraham had to make a report about what we got to do. And he said some some found statement in the book of Jasper. If we do anything contrary to this, we're going to come in so many days too soon. So, see, you bring it up on the air, 
and and uh, that that probably will take care of Jasper when the young lion get on the table. But in the book of that Jubilee, let's talk about that here for a minute. Let's, let's talk about that just for a quick minute, El, about what it told Abraham. Exactly what they're going to do in time to come. Read that verse 36 one more time. 
the book of Jubilee 6, verse 36 reads, For there would be those who would surely make observation of the moon. Now, the season coming in from year to year, 10 days too soon. Mm-hmm. He said, and when they do the moon thing, they're going to be, the feast days is going to be off 10 days too soon. See, I know a lot of the very big count. When you look at the feast days according to the Bible, and they give me a call and say, wait, here, oh, what time you do the feast? I said, I'm going to do it according to the Leviticus 23. I said, I said, how did you do the feast day? Well, we did the feast when we watched the moon done a certain thing. I said, well, you know, you told Abraham that was going to happen, and they're going to come in 10 days too soon. So you know your feast day is 10 days in advance before the one according to the Bible. That's what he said. So we'll leave that like it is right now. And now we're going we gonna to look at Deuteronomy chapter, and you, know, you can kind of wrap back. We can repeat this thing together, but a young lion can be getting close enough soon. And then we'll take a look at something in Jubilee up the road. But, Sister Miriam, let's look at Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. And, and what does it say in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3? Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. What does it say there, Sister Miriam? Deuteronomy 8. Verse 3, hallelujah, and he humbled you and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you knewest not. Neither did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of Yahweh does man live. Hallelujah. Because he, because he uh, and I have been 46 of the Sumerian, because he got it valued, and I have 46 verse 9 and 10. See, he, he talked to those here, Isaiah. He said, Isaiah, you know I got a balance on this thing, Isaiah, so when I tell you something, you put it in writing. He said, you're not right for your time. It's like Abraham wasn't right for his time. He told Abraham, hey, hey, Abraham, you know what they're going to do up the road out of your bloodline? Abraham said, what are they going to do? They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna throw a 10-day feast day according to the moon, and they're going to come in 10 days too soon. He said, well, so with all that kind of power, look what he told Isaiah. Hey, Sister Mary, what he says in Isaiah 46? Verse 9 and 10. Come on. Isaiah 46, verse 9 and 10. Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9 and 10. And it reads, Hallelujah. Yahweh. I mean, Hallelujah. Isaiah 46. Verse 9 reads, Remember the former things of old, for I am Yahweh, and there is none else. I am Yahweh, and there is none like me. Hallelujah. Wow. 
Declaring, verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning mm-hmm. and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Ooh, hallelujah. Wow. So even, you know, like he's telling Isaiah what's going to happen in time to come. So he said, listen, and then he waited about another thousand years and told um, the same thing to mm-hmm. Isaiah. He said, you know, you know, I was I got, I even told Abraham about what they're going to do when it comes down to the feast days that were set. Mm-hmm. They're going to watch the moon on the feast days. They're going to they they come in 10 days too soon. Now I'm telling you, Isaiah, I call the end from the beginning, even from yeah. ancient times. Man, my counsel is going to stand. That's right. And I'm going to do all my prayers. So you already know exactly how this thing will unfold, and you know who's going to get by and who's not going to get by. So now in Ezekiel 33, our sister Miriam, in Ezekiel 33, 1 down to verse 11, let's see what he says to those seer. Son of man, 
I have set you a watchman unto the house of the Israel. Therefore, you shall hear the words at my mouth and warn them from me. Hey, when I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die if you does not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at thy hand. Woo! Pause. Verse 9. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But you have delivered thy soul. 10. Therefore, O you son of man, speak into the house of Israel. Thus you speak, saying, If our transgression and our sin be upon us, and if we pine away in them, how should we then live? Verse 11. Say unto them, as I live, saith you, Yahweh, Yahweh, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live, turn you, turn you from your evil ways. For your, why will you die, O house of Israel? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was, that was excellent there. I, 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 like, I like that. Mm-hmm. There, no doubt about it. Excellent. So we <laughs> The watchman, the watchman of Israel mm-hmm. is in the hand of that spirit. His job is to get to the hell. Oh, yeah. Isn't that yeah, well. if, if I speak to you exactly what I'm going to do, and you and you tell me no never mind, he said, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. But if you tell me no never mind, then whatever happens to his soul, I'm going to hold you a cattle for it. And I'm going to deliver you up first. I don't take any of But if you tell them exactly what I'm saying, and then they tell you no never mind, you have delivered your soul. That's what it's all about. So when we change something, it's because we have been seen something to take it to the book. But we understand our duty as being the fear at this time. Or another word for fear, the man of Yahweh. So when we see something that he gives us, we pay to his book. Now, we don't say nothing. That's what? Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. <laughs> but if I tell you what the Bible saying and we read together, and you pay it no never mind, that's on you. I have to live in my soul. That's what it's all about. It's all about the living your soul. I don't need no inty-pinty on me while I'm trying to get you to get out. I like sweet, sweet. So, when Yahweh keeps me from the tell you from the page of this book, yeah, it's not. It's about to understand that thing. You better call it the way it's given to you mm-hmm. when times come up. <laughs> well, remember, you want to deliver your soul. Because Mother read mm-hmm. earlier in the early part of Ezekiel, showing that you only can save yourself. Your sin is on you. Your father can't save you. Your mother can't save you. Your brother or your sister. You only can save yourself from you turning from your sin. That is good. 
Go in your line. They're going to tell you all about the broadcast. Who can the broadcast? And then we will see we step out a little bit more and grant God. So we meet the young line again. He's sitting, he's sitting in the seat now. He's ready to do his part of the just as Yahweh. Let you know who all can is broadcast. So when you meet the young line, a loud voice, he say, Young line, son of Israel, that's up and coming teach out of Camp 1. Yahweh bid you have right. And Yahweh bless you there, Sir Israel of Zeroy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Well, what can we do on the international side? There's over 900,000 strong in there. They all here. The WCC, look, look, look at the map. See, how many of you think is told voices of the true Israelite? Hmm. Well, I don't know how many is told voices of the true Israelite, but I know one thing. Sooner or later, the whole gathering is going to be post uh, six anointing. And we're going to bring that word out. So, and sooner or later, even some of your members are going to do the right thing and just say, Jack Rock. That's why they haven't heard it here, what we got to say. So, y'all lying. Who all put the broadcast up, broadcast, and what's going on, and what the Yacht Rock put on you to tell and take number 93, you on the clock, take the time, come on. All right, says Rare of C. Roy. But we know we laugh right now on the Blog Talk Radio. And that's why we come six nights out of the week, with six days out of the week, to inform you about some dust says Yahweh, according that you can read. And we also want to let you know that we do carry these broadcasts on Sunday, starting at 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Also carry this broadcast on Monday, starting at six o'clock p.m. until nine o'clock. Then we have no class on Tuesdays, but we will be having a blog. I mean, a Pal Talk Radio up and rolling, and that will start at eight o'clock. And the young lions will be doing some roaring on the Pal Talk Radio. You can download the Pal Talk Radio on your smart TV or your cell phone or your desktop or laptop. You can download it on any one of those devices. Once you download the Pal Talk, we ask you all to once you go through all the procedures you put your name in, we ask you all to look for your access group. Look for access group and once you get the access groups going, we ask you look for African American. And then once you get to African American, scroll on down and look for Voices of the True Israelites. Once again, it would be called Voices of the True Israelites. And you'll catch us there on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock and also on the days that we are on the radio station for Blog Talk Radio. Class will resume again starting back Wednesday for the Blog Talk Radio, and Pal Talk will be open as well. Once you download it, you can, listen, you can tune in in any direction that you choose to your liking. You can tune in on the Blog Talk Radio at 6 o'clock. Until 9 o'clock Thursday, class will begin at 6 o'clock as well. Until 9 o'clock, then we go to the top part of the Sabbath day. Class will begin at 7.30 until 10.30 for the Blog Talk Show. And doors will be open on the Sabbath day until the end of the sun going down on Saturday, which is the seventh day as well, the end of the seventh day. So class will begin, resume again for the 
bottom part of the Sabbath day at 12 o'clock for the members that's coming in class and also for the Pal Talk Radio as well. But class for the Blog Talk Radio will begin at 2 o'clock. Once again, class for the Pal, for the Blog Talk Radio will begin at 2 o'clock until 5 o'clock p.m. We ask you all to tune in. And have to be big ears, little mouth, have your pen and pad ready to roll and jot down your notes. That's why we come in six nights out of the week for the Blog Talk Radio to give you some thus says Yahweh, according that we can read in Acts chapter 15, verse 15, and agree with the seers as it is written. And then you can go to Romans chapter 15, verse uh, 4. This thing has to be written. That's how Voice of the True Israelites coming, according to as it is written. We do also have other broadcast stations that we uh, are broadcasting the class on. Tune in to the Facebook page at Seer Israel. Once again, you can tune in to the Facebook page at Seer Israel. Now, once you have the Facebook page, for all those who like to tune in for questions and comments, do write down your questions and comments. We ask you all to write down your questions in your comments at the bottom part of the Facebook page. Once you write it down at the bottom part of the Facebook page, one of the teachers, whether the elders or the teachers, will get back with you and answer those questions accordingly. Then also, we have the YouTube page up and moving. The YouTube page is up and moving. You can type in for the YouTube page at B-O-T-T-Y Tribe Y-H-D-A. Once again, for the YouTube page, it's B-O-T-T-Y, try Y-H-D-H. Now, for all those who love the TikTok, we do have the TikTok page up and rolling. We have to put something down. We're giving a trial run, see how everything is going along. And so people have been tuning in, catching a 10-minute snippet of Voices of the True Israel Life, something we have put down and gave it a trial run. And we ask you all to go tune in to our TikTok page that Yahweh has blessed us to be able to put up at V-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-A, the same as our YouTube page, V-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-A. So we want to meet the people all around the whole known world. If anyone got any questions or comments, we ask you all to call into the international phone line at 224-600-5579. We ask you all once again to call into the International phone line at 224-600-5579. And we say, over to you, sir, Israel, of Seed Roy. Hallelujah. All right.
And and um, although he told that statement to um, Ezekiel, I also said that statement a couple hundred years prior to that in Isaiah 52. Because see, one thing what Yahweh do, he keeps on repeating over and over. He takes the same message. And what they do is he pull the message from other sphere. In your case, you want that, Sister Sarah. Uh, in Isaiah 62, can you look at verse number 1, 2, that skip down to 6 down to verse 8? Isaiah 62, verse 1, 2, and skip down to 6 down to verse 8. Let's see that, Sister Sarah. Going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 62, reading verse 1, 2, 6, down to 8. Verse 1 reads, The spirit of the Yahweh, Yahweh is upon me, because the Yahweh hath anointed me to preach good things, good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the broken-minded. To proclaim liberty to the captives and opening to the prison to them that are bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Yahweh and the day of vengeance of our Yahweh to comfort all their mourn. Verse 6. For you shall be named the, pre- the priest of the Yahweh. Men shall call you the ministers of our Yahweh. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, the 17 nations, and in their glory shall you boost yourselves. Verse 7, for your shame you shall have double, and for your confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess the double, everlasting joy shall be unto them. Verse 8, for I, the Yahweh, love judgment, I hate robbery, for burnt offerings, and I will direct your work in the truth. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Mm-hmm. Now, now that's great talk. So he let you know if, if once you show up getting your that thinking cap on and getting your remembrance going pretty good, I'm going to reveal some things to you. It's up to you to take it from there. He said, once you reveal it. Because remember we read earlier about uh, Ezekiel, he, um, Elijah. He had a little problem. He had a little problem going on. And he complained to Yahweh. He said, I, I only is left alone. And then they seek my life. And otherwise I'm on the run. So he said, wait a minute. He said, now, Ezekiel, why don't you tell me that you got a problem with man don't you know I'm greater than man? You sound this rock right here and watch me tap everything. Now, I tell you what you do. You go and know all them kings and get the serial king, right, that belongs in the land of Israel, and then you, you go and anoint another seer in your place. So he knew then and there that it was time to sit him down because of one thing. You got to believe in Yahweh. Yahweh, he might not be there when you want him there, but he'll be there in time when you got him right. Get a preach up on that, uh, Sister Sarah. We're going to go look right at Isaiah 62. And I, I need to hear something real good 
you're going to look at Isaiah 62 and look right down at verse 1 and 2. Look at it real carefully. Matter of fact, read 1, 2, and 3. Look at 1, 2, and 3, Sister Sarah. Look at it real carefully and skip down to 6 down to verse number 9. Look at it real carefully. Let me see how you're going to deliver the knockout blow and Isaiah 62, verse 1, 2, 3, and 6 down to verse 9. Take your time and sister Sarah, the world listening to you come out. Going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 62, reading verses 1 through 3, 6 through 9. Verse 1 read, For Yada Judah's sake will I not hold my peace. For the Yada Judah's sake I will not rest until the righteous thereof go forth as brightness, salvation thereof as a lamp that burns. Verse 2, And the Gentiles, the 17 nations, and the Gentiles shall see their righteousness, and all the kings that thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which thou mouth of the Yahweh shall name. Verse 3. Thou shalt also be a crown of honor in the hand of the Yahweh, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy Yahweh. Verse 6. I have set watchmen upon your walls, O Yada Judah, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. You that make mention of the Yahweh, keep not silent. Verse 7, and give him no rest till he establish until he make Yada Judah a praise in the earth, sworn by right hand, by his right hand, and by the arm of his strength. Surely I will no more give your corn to be meat for thy enemies, and the son of the stranger shall not drink your wine for the which hath labored. Verse 9. But they that have gathered it shall eat, and praise the Yahweh. And they that have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my Righteousness. Mm-hmm. Read 10 down to verse 12. That sounds so good, that's it, Sarah. You might want to add 10 down to verse 12 with that. That sounds real good. 10 down to verse 12. He's talking some good stuff. So he letting you know that's why we call this broadcast humble. So Yahweh got big plans once we recognize the days of old. See, we got to recognize what happened in the days of old. And we recognize what the days of old we just put together today. Verse 10 through 12, verse 10 reads, Go through, go through the gate. Prepare you the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Lift up a standard for the people. Verse 11, Behold, Yahweh hath proclaimed unto the end of the world. See you. To the daughter of Yada Judah, behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him, and they shall call them the righteous people, the redeemed of the Yahweh, and thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Uh-huh. Read verse 11 again. Read that verse 11 again because you 
you you you really delivered a knockout blow in verse eleven now. Well, bring that verse eleven out again. That's big business right here. So that means that what we've been reading earlier, it got to line up with this verse right here in eleven. Bring that eleven out again, yourself. Verse eleven. Behold, Yahweh have proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say you to the daughter of Yada Judah, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. Mm-hmm. So, in verse 10, something got to happen. I need verse 10 one more again. Verse 10. Verse 10. Go through, go through the gate. Prepare you the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Lift up a standard for the people. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear nothing behind that one. I don't know what happened to my hero, but uh, we got okay. the answer, Sarah. I, I didn't hear nothing. Hallelujah. Verse 10. Read. Go through. Go through the gate. Prepare you the way of the people. Cast up. Cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Lift up a standard for the people. You see the man saying? So you got to, in the section on the camp, you got to recognize when you got dead weight there. You got dead weight there, stones or whatever. You got to put the paint on them and grand style. You got to understand that. He said you got to you got to have a standard about what you're doing in the six the camp. Standard must line up with this book. You won't need to intervene. It makes sure you understand that you he said cast out the stones and lead by example. Now he just said here. And that verse number 10. So that's good talk right there. So now, that's good talk. So we got to go in leadership. You got to make sure that what's written in this Bible, you applying it, and the people look exactly, they can look at the Bible and look at you and see you analyze, you you, you both blend in like a, a twin stone. Otherwise, look at the Bible and put it next to you and say, I can't recognize what's what, because you Look just like that Bible. That Bible looks just like you. That's the standard we got to put out on the table. Now, that's big talk. That's big talk. There, young lad. Let's find out some things that we need to know on the way of knowing something. In Mark chapter 4, verse 13 down to verse 20. Hey, young lad, what it says in Mark chapter 4, verse 13 down to verse 20? What it says that we can read? Hallelujah. Why? All right. I'm going to take off for him right now. Hallelujah. Um, We're going to read the what book of Mark, chapter 4, verse, verse 13, 13 down to verse 13. Read. And he said unto them, Know you not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? Verse 14. The sow was sold the word. Verse 15. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. 
But when they have heard Satan come immediately and take away the word that was sown in their mind, verse 16, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness, verse 17, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time the word. When affliction and prosecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Verse 18. Uh-huh. And these are they which are sown among among thorns, such as the word, wait, such as hear the word. Verse 19. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in. Hope the word, and it become unfruitful. Verse 20. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth some sixty, and some an hundred. So you see that things going to come immediately. See, once he saw the word of Yahweh, and he know that you could influence that book, Satan come come immediately and snatch that word right from you. So you gotta be very careful how Satan operates. You, he don't want you to have this word. So if you start influencing the, the right way of this word, then guess what? Satan know it's time to show it. As long as he got you disembobulated where you're not making a a, a judgment statement calling this Bible. He know he got time to keep working. So now let's look, let's look at what he says and what Satan have did, Sister uh, Miriam. Let's see what Satan have did, Sister Miriam. Let's find what he have did in Acts chapter. And Peter addresses this thing. Peter made a final statement in the book of Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. Let's see what he said, uh, Sister Mary. I mean, yeah, Sister Mary. Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. What's going on? Look at Mary. Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and verse 4. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 5, verse 4. Read. 3. 3 and 4. Make it 3 and 4. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. Read. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the the righteous spirit and to keep that part of the price of the land? For while it remains, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? Why has you conceived this thing in thy heart? You have not lied unto men, but unto Yahweh. Powerful. Mm-hmm. So uh, Peter asked the question. He said, uh, he said, he said uh, why you let Satan in you and, and took that part of the price? Uh, you know what the Bible tells you to do. So why did you do it? 
Oh, 
your whole body. And he said, why do you let Satan get in your head when you uh, make that, that short or long check? And what part that, that he held back according to verse 22? So what do you hold back there, uh, Sister Marion, according to verse 22? A tenth. A tenth. What, so Satan so let, let uh, Ananias let Satan get in his hand, and he held back a tenth part of what supposed to go to the ministry. He held it back. Now, Paul, Paul came to the southern kingdom on the right side of the book. He had to address that conversation. Let's see what he said in Hebrews chapter 7. Let's see what he says in Hebrews chapter 7, Sister um, Miriam. Now, on the right side of the book, Yahweh the Son is back in heaven. He's back in heaven sitting on the right hand of the Father. Now, Paul went to the temple at the temple kingdom and he was dressed something that was written. Let's see what he said. Verse 2, 4, 5, 3, 7, and 9. Let's see what he said we can read in the book of Hebrews chapter 7. Verse 2, 4, 5 through 7, and 9. Let's ask Sister Mary. What is it we can read? Hebrews. Hallelujah. Let's yeah, skip down to 4. Settle down to verse 7 and 9. Skip down to 4, down to verse 7 and verse 9. Come on. Hallelujah. Book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 2, 4, 7, and 9. I'll speak down to 7. I'll pick up at verse 4, then read verse 5, 6, and 7. Read verse oh, okay. 4, break down to 7, and verse 9. Let's see Paul, what he said is, when Peter gave him the microphone on the on the southern kingdom after Yahweh the Son is back in heaven, what he say? Seven verse two. Hebrews chapter two. Skip to verse four, five, six, and seven, and nine. And verse nine. Hebrews chapter seven. Sister Mary. Uh, Look at chapter 7. Chapter 7, verse 2. Chapter 7. Right. Verse 2. Then skip down and fold down to verse 9. Come on. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 2. Skip down to 4. You, 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 I was telling you, down down I heard you say five. Straight down the steps. Go straight down the steps. Straight down the steps. Go all the way out. Then skip verse 9. Verse 9. All right, got you. All right. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 2 reads, To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation, king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Now consider now how great, this man was, and to whom even the patriot Abraham gave the tenth 
part of the spoils. Hey, hey, hold, hey, hold, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hey, hold, hold on a minute. Oh, I didn't really hear verse 72 of plainly. I'll make sure I hear it plainly. Just give me two lines on verse number two. Look at Hebrews chapter 7. Let's read two lines. Let's read two lines, then skip down to verse 4. Down to seven. Read the first two lines. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 2. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. Uh-huh. Good. Abraham gave a tenth part of all. So what was it Abraham gave? Can you recall what, what was the tenth part called? What's another name for that tenth part? Can you can you recall what that was in the 14th chapter, verse 20? Can you recall what that word was of Sister Miriam? In 14, verse 20 of Genesis, can you recall that word was? Another name for tenth part. Can you recall? Not here, but now. 
She stepped out for a minute. All right, we'll pick, we'll pick it up. Go ahead and pick up that mosaic. Go ahead and pick it up. Leviticus 27, verse 1. Then skip down to verse 30, down to verse 32 and 34. Let's see what he got written. If we have what you call up, we forget some things. Let's see what he got written that we can read. Leviticus 20, 27, verse 1. 30 down to verse 32 and 34. Mother Z. Y'all pop me to that P right. 32. Leviticus 27. Figure verse 1. Then 31 to 34. No, 30 to 32 and 34. Leviticus 27 verse 1. Then skip down to 32 and 34. Chapter 27, verse 1, skip down to verse 30, 32, and 34. Verse 27, chapter 27, I'm sorry, chapter 27, verse 1, verse 1. And the Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, verse Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. Verse 30. Hold on, hold on, hold on, mother. So in 27, verse 1, who talks? Hey, Moses, who talks? According to 27. Yahweh, Yahweh is going. Okay, good. Get down to verse 30, down to verse 30. Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30, verse 30. And all the tithes of the land... Which of the seed of of the land or of the fruit of the trees is the Yahweh's? It is righteous unto the Yahweh. Verse thirty-four, thirty-two. I'm sorry, verse thirty-two. And concerning the tithe of the and uh, of the flock, even of whosoever passed under the rod, the tent shall be righteous unto the Yahweh. Verse 34. These are the commandments the Yahweh commanded Moses for the children of Israel in my Sinai. But the international line said they didn't hear verse 31. So start again. I'll read that verse 30 to 32 again. Take a time with oh. it. Uh, a message said they didn't hear 30 and 31. So take a time and read verse 30, 31, and 32 again. Take a time. we got plenty of time. Come on. Okay. Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. Verse 30 to 32. Verse 30. Mm-hmm. And all the tithes of the land, which which uh, the seed of the land are of the shoot, are of the shoot of the trees is the Yahweh's. 
it is righteous unto the Yahweh, verse 31. And if a man will at all redeem out of his tithes, he shall add unto them fifty-five parts thereof. Fifty parts thereof. Let me see what you're saying. He says now, if a man will at all redeem all of his tithes, he shall add a fifth part of it. So I mean, if he, if he forgets to pay his tithes, he said, what you do is you make you remember it, you add a fifth part to it. So whenever they forget to pay their tithes, he said, tell them, Moses, then, then put a, add a fifth part to it. Then that'll help the remembrance of them to understand when they make a business deal or whatever they get, pay their tithes on time. But if they forget, he said, when you have them to add a fifth part to it, then that make them remember. Oh, I better make sure I get my tithes in on time. But if I forget about it, I got to add a fifth part to it. Verse 32. Verse 32. And concerning the tithes of the hand, hand or of the flock, is that hand or head? I don't know. The head or of the flocks, even even of whosoever pass under the rod, the tent, tent shall be righteous unto the Yahweh. So what he's saying, so what he's saying here, he said, whatever it is, he said, whatever, whatever it is that you have accumulated, and them days, this is what they were doing in this day. He said, but this is another day. He said, whatever you accumulate anything of, make sure whatever it is, Moses, tell the children of Israel, pull out a tenth part of whatever it is and get it to the minister. Moses, you go tell the children of Israel, all 12 tribes. Now read verse uh, 34. Verse 34. These are the commandments which the Yahweh commanded Moses for the children of Israel in Mount Sinai. So on the international side, understand what the man is saying. Whatever deal you cut, a tenth part is supposed to go to the ministry that you're listening to all over the world. So that's what Yahweh wants you to remember. But if you forget about that, then add a fifth part to it, and that'll check your memory. Now, Sister Sarah, in Numbers chapter 18, verse 25, 26, and 32, let's see what it says, because it's all about remembering to get back to where you, he wants you at today. you got to remember what's happening yesterday. So now all this is remembered. So in the book of Numbers chapter 18, verse 25, 26, and 32, what is that we can read there, Sister Sarah? Come on. The Numbers, chapter 18, reading verse 25, verse 26, and verse 32. Mm-hmm. Verse 25, read. And the Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, 
verse 26. Thus speak unto the Levites and say unto them, When you take the children of Israel, the tithes which I have given you from them for your inheritance, then you shall offer up a heave offering of even a tenth part of the tithe. Verse 32 reads, And you shall bear no sin by reason of it. When you have heaved from it, the best of it, neither shall you pollute the righteous things of the children of Israel, lest you die. Mm. No, he said, he said, remind them that they got to bring a tenth out of that whatever they got their hands on. He said, remind them. He said, if you don't remind them, what he said will happen in verse 32? He once you're in leadership, do you understand what this man is saying? You remind them of the tenth part, which is tithe. And you remind them of it. He said, but now if you don't remind them, what do you say in verse 32? Verse 32. And you should bear no sin by reason of it. When you have heaved from it, the best of it, neither you shall pollute the righteous things of the children of Israel, lest you die. Let them repair the 
breaches of the house, wheresoever any breach shall be found. Thirty-six. But it was so that in three and twentieth year of the king Jehoash, the priest had not repaired the breaches of the house. Verse seven. Then King Jehoash called for Jehoiada, the priest, and the other priests, and said unto them, Why repair you not the breaches of the house? Now therefore receive no more money of your acquaintance, but deliver it for the breaches of the house. Verse 8. And the priest consented to receive no more money of the people. Neither to repair the breaches of the house. Verse 9. But Jehoiada, the priest, took a chest and bore a hole in, in the lid of it and set it beside the altar. On the right side, as one come into the temple of the Yahweh, and the priest that kept the door put therein all the money that was brought into the temple of the Yahweh. Verse 10, and it was so, and they saw that there was so much money in the chest that the king cried, and the high priest came up, and they put up in bags and sold the money that was found in the temple of the Yahweh. Verse 11, and they gave the money being told into the hands of them that did the work that had oversight of the temple of the Yahweh, and they laid it out to the carpenters and builders that wrought up the temple of the Yahweh. Verse 12. And to the masons and hewers of stone, and to buy timber and hewed stone to repair the breaches of the temple of the Yahweh, and for all that was laid out for the house to repair it. Verse 13, how be it that were not made for the temple of the Yahweh, bowls of silver, snuffers, basins, trumpets, any vessels of gold or vessels of silver of the money that was brought into the temple of the Yahweh? Verse 14, but they gave that to the workmen and repaired therewith the temple of the Yahweh, verse 15. Moreover, they reckoned not with the men, and to whose hand they delivered the money to be bestowed unto the workmen, but they dealt faithfully. Verse 16. The trespass money and the sin money was not brought into the temple of the Yahweh. It was the priest. Read verse 9 again. What's this verse 9? Verse 9, read. But Jehoiada the priest took a chest and bored a hole in the lid of it and set it beside the altar on the right side as one coming to the temple of the Yahweh. And the priest that kept the door put therein all the money that was brought into the temple of the Yahweh. 
of Yahweh, and let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the temple of Yahweh to repair the breaches of the temple. Verse 6, and to carpenters and builders and masons and to buy timber and hewn stone, stone to repair the temple. Verse 7, how be it? There was no reckoning made with them of the, of the money that was delivered into their hands because they dealt faithfully. Verse 8, Hilkiah, the high priest, said unto Shaphat, the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Yahuwah. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he said, and he read it, verse 9. And Shaphan, Shaphan, the scribe, came to the king and brought the king's word again and said, Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the temple and have delivered it unto the hand of them that do the work. They have the oversight of the temple of the Yahweh. And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah, the priest, had delivered me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. 11. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the book of the law, that he ripped his clothes. 12. And the king commanded Hilkiah, the priest, and Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Achbor, the son of Micaiah, and Shaphan, the scribe, and Asahiah, a serpent of the king, saying, 13, go you, inquire of Yahuwah, Yahuwah, for me and for the people. And for all Yadat Judah, concerning the words of this book that is found, for great is the wrath of Yahweh that is kindled against us because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book to do according unto all that which is written concerning us. Wow. Powerful talk.
what you're supposed to do, whatever possession you get your hand on, what's supposed to do? For be reminded of. Now, if you chose not to do so, that's on you. You want to deliver your soul. So now you understand what was said. Now read that again in Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. Now we understand what they were talking about. Matter of fact, read Acts chapter 5, 1 down to verse 5. Uh, Sister Mary, Acts chapter Acts. 5. Acts chapter five. Let's see what happened. One down to verse five. One to Acts five. Acts chapter five. Verse one down to five. But a certain man named Ananias was set set His wife sold a possession too. And kept that part of the price. His wife also being privy to it, and bought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Three. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the righteous spirit and to keep that part of the price of the land? Four. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? Why has you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied unto men, but unto Yahweh. Five, and Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the spirit. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Hallelujah. Why? Because all them was in line too. So they saw a sin. Wait a minute. Somebody done died up there. So maybe I was going to be a little lying too because I did sold a great possession myself. And I feel like holding back a couple of dollars myself. I better not hold back a couple of dollars because I see death up there. So they started getting their act together. God, dog. We seen Ananias. Now, what did he hold back part of the price? Do anybody know when he said, why would you hold back part of the price? What part of the price did he hold back? The tenth. Do anybody know? A tenth of what deal he cut. He said, you let things get in your head to hold back a tenth of the deal you cut. You went out there and done your 40 hours, your, your 80 hours. And then you know you got to pull out a tenth of it. You got you got to hold back and put what you want to put in there. That means Satan have got in your head. And death was on the table, and this is after Yahweh the Son was in heaven. And when the people seen that, they said, God, dumb. <laughs> I was getting rid of a little bit too, because I just got to a big <laughs> So they started getting their ass together. That's the same thing we got to do. You got to get an act together and make sure you do Yahweh's part because we got some angels watching you. And matter of fact, they're watching you so fast. Oh, Sister, um, Sister Sarah, let's see how fast they're watching you according to Ezekiel 114. Let's see how, let's see how they're watching you according to Ezekiel 114. Sister Sarah. Let's see what they're doing. 
<clears throat> going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 1, verse 14. Verse 14 reads, And the living creatures ran and returned as an appearance of the flash of lightning. Did it? They, they were watching you bulldoze with, with your money. And they were stepping up in this court and came right back down and watched you bulldoze again. You see what it is? And my precept there is Second Chronicles 9, verse 16 there. So the angels ran up to heaven and told y'all why. You know the nine ass? Oh, they hide in their room and they don't see. And I'm we looking right at them and they looked at you, bullseye him on what belongs to him. They were reported on the heaven and came right back and looked there about before you got through what you were doing, they were right back beating at you again. Let's see what it says in uh, Second Chronicles nine. 16. What is that after Sarah? 9, 16. Going to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 9, verse 16 reads, And 300 shields made he no, of beaten gold. Make it, make, it, make it first, Chronicles 9, 16. All right. Going to the book of First Chronicles, chapter 9, verse 16. Mm-hmm. Book of First Chronicles, chapter nine, verse sixteen. Well, then, well, then, hold on, wait, hold on, man. Let me let me see what I want. Let me let me uh, look at it. Let me take a little peep at it. Let me look First at this Samuel. real carefully. No, no, I mean, um, Second Chronicles. Um, uh, I tell you what. Let me uh, let me table that. Let me table that because right now I'm all over the place right now. Let me table that. Let me let me table. Let me table. I'll come back with that in a minute. Oh, hey, Marie, give me that second Chronicles 34, 8 down to verse 17. I'll come back with that in a minute. Let's, uh, Marie, give me that second Chronicles 34, 8 down to verse 17. What that say there, Marie? Second Chronicles chapter 34. Verse 8 to 17. 8 to 17, yeah, what is that? 2 Chronicles 34, verse 8. Verse 18. Now, now in the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the family, he sent Shaper, the son of Elsarah, and Nita, the governor of the city, and Jonathan, the son of Joaz, the record to repair the temple of the Yahweh, his Yahweh. Verse 9. And when they come to Helakai, the high priest, they delivered the money that was brought into the temple of Yahweh, which the Levites that kept the door had gathered of the hands of Jesus and Ephraim. And of all this, 
relatives of Israel and all Judah and Benjamin and the return of God Judah, verse 10. And they put it in the hand of the workmen that had the overseer of the temple of the Yahweh. And they gave and they gave it to the workmen that worked in the temple of the Yahweh to repair and amend the house. Verse 11. Even to the affliction and building gave they it to buy two stones and timber for the compelling for compelling and to and to floor the house with the floor the temple which the king of Judah had destroyed. Verse twelve and the men did the work faithful and the overseer of them were Jonathan and Obadiah, the Levites, the sons of Moriah, Zechariah, and Mishalem of the sons of Kohatites to set it forward, and others of the Levites, all that could steal of instruments of music. 13. Also, they were over the bearing of burdens and were overseers of all that wrong the work, all that wrote <coughs> the work in any manner of service, and of the Levites, there were five and officers and porters, fourteen. And when they brought out the money that was brought into the temple of the Yahweh, Helikai, the priest, found a book of the law of the Yahweh given by Moses. And Helikai answered and said to Shephat, the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Yahweh. And Helikai delivers the book to Shephat. Verse 16. And Shephat took carried the book to the king and brought the king's word back again, saying, All that was committed to to thy servant, they do it. Verse 17. And they have gathered together the money that was found in the temple of Yahweh 
and have delivered it into the hands of the overseer and to the hands of the workmen. Hallelujah. Oh, so that's how it's going to be done. See, once we understand that the book will tell us exactly how the land, school, banquet hall, and radio station is going to be done. All we got to do is apply the Bible. If we apply the Bible and lead by example, then everything that's done then will be done now. So it's no accident on the south, north, east, west, it's all vacant. It's waiting on you to fulfill your part on doing what the Bible is saying. And you cut a deal. You go 40 hours, 80 hours. I've done 100 hours this week. You do many hours you want. But remember one thing where y'all got written. A tenth of that 100 hours goes to the ministry. Mm-hmm. So when you're not doing it, you're sinning against your mighty one. According to scripture, they found the book. Now come on back to the author and read that 114 Ezekiel again. Come back and read. And somebody always watching you. He always watching you. You'll get two precepts on. He always watching you, even in places you think that he don't see you at. We'll find out in a minute. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 114 again. Come on. Book of Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 14 reads, And the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. So that's how fast they ran and returned. Report on the matter of what you're doing. You said, you ain't lied to man. You lied to Yahweh. I told you how you operate on the page of the book. Remember, a wise seer, according to Salah 10-1, would instruct his people on how to get the blessings that they can use to apply. Let's go to see how many angels land and return in Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. How many ran and, and, and returned there, Sister Second Chronicles 16, 9. Going to the book of Second Chronicles. Chapter 16, verse 9. Verse 9 reads, For the eyes of the Yahweh run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose mind is perfect toward him. Herein, Herein, thou hast done foolishly, Therefore, from henceforth, thou shalt have wars. And, and the reason why you got wars and wars in your house, wars in your family, you did not leave by now. The eyes of Yahweh run to and fro. Now you tell me, but I wonder how many eyes that is watching you to make sure everybody on point. How many eyes that we can read, Sister Go to Zechariah see how many eyes is watching you to make sure everybody on point. See, y'all walk like the same color. He got the color. He got eyes watching you. How many eyes? We're going to see how many eyes he got watching you. Huh? Just in case one might get uh, a little bit restless. How many eyes he got watching you that we can read? That's key to it. How many eyes watching you? We're going to see if we find out 
how many can we read that Yahweh got the eyes watching you? But I'm struggling right now, Sister Sarah. I'm struggling right now. I'm in the book of Zechariah, and what I'm looking for is how many eyes that's watching you on every move you make. As a matter of fact, the eyes, one eye watch the other eye, and every eye is on point, because he might say, is that right? Uh, he said, you go through a whole chain of angels. And how many eyes that we can read? I'm struggling right now, Sister Sarah, but that's why you see me keep talking until we unlock the verse. Now, if you're online, it's closed by. You both tell old fear what fear this. Here, the verse is how many that we can read. It's all about how many we can read. How many eyes is watching every transaction goes on to report on the next side, on the next one. Um, in the book of the fourth chapter, verse 10, thank you, that young line, and 4 verse 10, it tells us exactly how many eyes that check on each other. And because Yahweh ain't got to believe one angel, he got how many angels peeping at you on every transition you do in your walk of life. How many? 4 verse 10. Zechariah 14 is read about it. Come on. Going to the book of Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 10 reads, For who have despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plumbing in the hand of Zubabel. With those seven, they are eyes of the Yahweh, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Hey, that's something. Hey, Sarah. Kings, 
chapter 6, reading verse 7 through verse 12. Verse 7 reads, Therefore said he, Take it up to you, take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. Verse 8, Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. Verse 9. And the man of Yahweh sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for it's neither the Syrians and come down. Verse 10. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of Yahweh told him and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Verse 11. Therefore the mind of the king of Syria was sore, troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Verse 12. And one of his servants said, None, my Yahweh, O king, but Elisha, the seer that is the that is in Israel, tell the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Ain't that something? You see what's going on here? Well, but, but what they call this, um, what they call, no, no, my Yahweh, this seer that's in Israel, he tell you what you're doing in the dark, in the park. You close your door and work out the strategy. They're looking right at you. Uh, back of the, and, and start out with another name for the fear in verse 19. What's another name for the, the fear that you would use interchangeably? Verse 19. So, Sarah, verse 9 and verse 19. Okay. Book of Second Kings, chapter 6, reading verse 9 and verse 10. And the man of Yahweh sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for I see that the Syrians are come down. Verse 10. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man told, which the man of Yahweh told him and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Ah! So this man of Yahweh, I wonder where he got his information from. He got it from the mental spirit. And where did they get it from? Yahweh. That's the order thing. So the, the angels just watching everything told the fear, the man of Yahweh, listen, they get ready to jump, you king. Go tell the king to get ready to jump and so move around this way. And then the king of Syria got so upset. He said, tell me, which one of y'all is a spy? Which one of y'all is giving out? I got good plans and got to catch them, but I always miss them. Which one of y'all is telling my business? He said, ain't nobody going against you, king. It gets the man of Yahweh, that did over there in Israel, get information from that righteous spirit from Yahweh the son and Yahweh the father. Tell you what you're doing in your bedtime. You know, all those cheeky moves you be making in your bedtime with the lights off? He know about that too. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? 
Yapwa knows anything you do, you can't hide mm-hmm. from Yapwa. Mm-hmm. So you might well do what Yapwa tell you to do, and don't let Satan get in your head and do what the man tell you to do. That's all. Now, when the people heard that, Sister Sarah, in Second Chronicles 31, 5 to 8, let's see what they did when they heard all that good stuff. When they heard what was written in this book, let's see how they respond to that after they heard what was written in this book. So you got those that's going to hear this book and say, oh, God, oh, I forgot to pay my tithe. I forgot to get my free will off. I've committed a tragedy. I got to do something about it. Let's see what they did that we can read. In Second Chronicles 31, verse 5 through 8, what does it say? Going to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 31, we read in verse 5 through verse 8. Verse 5 reads, And as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of corn, wine, and oil, and honey, and all of the increase of the field, and the tie of all things brought they in abundantly. Verse 6. And concerning the children of Israel, the northern kingdom, and Judah, the southern kingdom, that dwelt in the cities of Yadah Judah, they also brought in the tide of oxen and sheep, and the tide of righteous things, while they're Yahweh, and laid them by heat. Verse 7. In the third month, they began to lay the foundation of heat, of the heat and finish them in the seventh month. Verse 8. And when Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heat, they blessed the Yahweh and his people Israel. Three, verse 10 and 11. All right, Second Chronicles. We'll make it 31. 10 down to verse 12. Don't make, don't make it sound good. 10 down to verse 12. Make it sound good from there. All right, we read in Second Chronicles chapter 31, and we're going to read verse 10 down to verse 12. Verse 10 reads, And Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zada, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the temple of the Yahweh, we have had enough to eat and have left plenty, for the Yahweh have blessed his people. And that which is left is a great store. Verse 11. Then Hezekiah commanded to prepare chambers in the temple of the Yahweh, and they prepared them. Verse 12. And brought in the offerings and the tithes and the dedicated things faithfully, over which Hananiah the Levite was ruler, and Simon his brother was the next. Mm-hmm. Verse 14. Verse 14 reads, And Kor, the son of Ammoniah, the Levite, the porter toward the east, was over the free will offerings of Yahweh to distribute the oblations of the Yahweh and the most righteous things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the young man was mentioned about the greenhouses and all that. He said, yes, yeah, you know, them greenhouses, you know, once you store up everything. So he was prophesizing, I agree. He was prophesizing about greenhouses and storage 
So now we see exactly what we got to do, Father. He said, yeah, you put a greenhouse over here, put a greenhouse over here, stack up everything. So remember, you see what they're doing with your food, see, right? And we've been telling you advanced, a man, school, banquet hall, radio station. We got to grow our own food. We got to have places store there. And those of the six and all the camp got to know where to come get what they need. But we got to buckle up all over the world and do what the Bible tells us to do. Then that greenhouse that the young line, Bubba Kai, prophesied of and where it should go at, it would all come to pass. All we got to do is follow the guidelines, what they did when they found the book. And they found out that as long as we don't pay our tithes, we will all the donations. You got to something over your head, they got what says you don't need over your head. But once you start doing it freely, you see your mind came, everything written will unfold itself as it is written in this Bible. Now, in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, what do the last two verses say there, Sarah? Last two verses out of the regular book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. My fact, read verse 9 just to make it sound good. My fact, read 7 down to verse 9 just to make it sound good. Then read 13 and 14. Let's read 7 down to verse 9. Regular book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7 down to verse 9 and 13 and 14. Let's see what this, what, what is this? What's going on that we can read? All right, we're going to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, reading verse 7 through 9. Then we're going to read verse 13 and verse 14. Book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 7 and 9 through 7 through 9, 13 and 14. Verse 7 reads, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto Yahweh who gave it. Verse 8. Vanity of vanities. Say the preacher, all is vanity. Verse 9. And moreover, because the preacher was wise for knowledge. Verse 9. I'm going to read that over, seer. And moreover, because the seer was wise. He still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set it in order many proverbs. Verse 13 reads, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear Yahweh, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Verse 14. For Yahweh shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. He said, he said why yeah. kill in such a secret? He said, everything throughout the he's going to put on the table. Every time when you forgot and didn't do the part of the Bible, everything you have did, I don't care what was good or bad, what you did in the park, in the dark, in the band, but the lights out. Your mindset, he said, everything you have did, he's going to sit that on the other day on the table. Everything. Every time you call that amnesia, he's going to put that on the table. See? Mm-hmm. That was them seven eyes about. It's the people 
what you're doing. And when those seven eyes hear the message, they get it someplace. That's not where they get it from, um, Mother E. That's not where they get it from in Malachi 1 1. Let's find out exactly what's going on. Go to Malachi 1 1, then go over to Malachi 2, verse 1 and 2. And um, Sister Miriam tell me Malachi 3, 1 down to verse 12. Then go right over to 4, 4 through 6. So now, let's find out how this thing goes, Mother E. So we find out it's seven, it's seven eyes peeking, and they go and report to the seal. Let's find out what this guy was on the clock in Malachi 1 1. Let's see what he said, the angel said to this guy in Malachi 1 1. What did he say that, Mother E? Malachi 1 1. The book of Malachi, chapter 1, verse 1. Malachi, chapter 1, verse 1. The burden of the word of the Yahweh to Israel by Malachi. Mm-hmm. All that part. So, who supposed to bring, bring the burden to Israel? According to 1 1, Malachi the seer of the man of Yahweh, he got to take his burden to Israel. So, spirit came down and said, You know, Malachi, you're the seer of the hour, the man of Yahweh is out. You got to go tell the Israelites something. So Malachi received the message. That's what he did in 2, 1 and 2. Malachi chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2. And now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, and if you will not lay it to mind to give honor unto my name, Says the Yahweh of hope, I will even send mm-hmm. a curse upon so you. Go ahead. Now remember, now remember, now who brings it to him? The fear is coming to the elders now. That's where the priest is. So the angel came and tapped Melchizedek on the shoulder. Tap, tap, tap. He said, Melchizedek, you got to go to Israel and tell Israel something. But wait a minute. What Israel should he, is he taking this to? Let's find out on that point. Um, Sister Miriam, let's find out what Israel is he taking this to. So now, here's the protocol. Malachi can't see past his nose. But the seven angels see everything that was going on about the Israelites. And that's, in, that, in this case, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. So, but Malachi has to make a stop. Let's see what he got to make a stop at. Go back, um, Sister Miriam, and, and Exodus 3, verse 15 and 16. Let's see what he got to go. Let's see what he got to go that we can read. So, Malachi chapter 3, Sister Miriam, look at verse number 15 and 16. Sister Miriam? You did. I, I'm here, but you said Malachi. I got that one, one and um, three, one and two, one through twelve. But you said Exodus, right? Hold on, hold on. We got the national. They listen real good. They taking notes real good. You're right. Now get WCC fan. Yeah, see, we taking notes real good. And take your time, cause we ain't gonna cut you off. We want to hear this. 
Okay. You hear that? Put Malachi chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. Let's see who is these priests that the seer was going to these priests. It sounds what the priest's really name is. We're going to Exodus chapter 3, 15 and 16. What does it say? Malachi chapter 3. No, no, hold on, hold on. Okay, right. So, oh my goodness. Okay, so, okay, Exodus chapter. Oh, wow. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I did have Malachi 1 through 12 and 4 4, 4, 6. So now it's Exodus. Okay. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Take a deep breath. Get your thoughts out and just be ready to just take off. Now, hold on. Go on to Exodus 3. Okay. Take a chance. Exodus 3. Verse 15 and 16. Go on, Father, who you preach Okay. Exodus chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. Read. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And Yahweh said, Moreover unto Moses, thus shall you, you thus, this shall you, Say unto the children of Israel, Yahweh, Yahweh of your fathers, Yahweh of Abraham, Yahweh of Isaac, and Yahweh of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together. And say unto them, Yahweh, Yahweh of your fathers, Yahweh of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appear unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Now, so now, mm-hmm. yes, so now, now, hold on, hold on. So now we found out that, um, that the, he said, this, this right here to you priests, when he talking about these, he was, the angel was telling him, now listen, you go take this to the elders. You tell them elders that they got to get on about this business and some dust says, that's what, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So the seal's job is to get it to the elders. The man of Yahweh's job is to own it, and that's how it gets to get to the children So he both finds them priests, and the priests, and another name for the priest is the elder. Now we get a precept on that in Joel chapter chapter. We're going to Joel, Sister uh, Miriam. We want to get a precept on something in the book of Joel. We want to get a precept on that. So he he says in Joel chapter one. Make it chapter one. Let's see what's going on that we can read in verse 1 and 2. Joel chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. What does it say? The book of Joel chapter 1. You said chapter 1 and 2? Chapter 1 and verse 2? Take it on down in verse 3. Take it it Joel 1, 1, 2, and 3. Then we're going to skip a little bit. The book of Joel, chapter 1, verse 1 and 3, through 3. Okay. 
the word of Yahweh that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Two, hear this, you old men, and give ear, all you inhabitants of the land. Have this been in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? Three, tell you, your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. So he's telling these old men, and these old men, Joel was the seer of the hour, the man of Yahweh, and he had to go to the old man. The old man was the seer. I mean, the male. So get on down the male and tell the males what to do to the people. Let's see what he wants the elders to do in verse number 13. Let's start reading a little bit, and we'll read down and find out what's going on, what he wants the elders to do. Let's see what the elders to do in verse 13. Down to verse 16. What do you want the elders to do from 13 to 16? Hallelujah. The book of Joel, chapter 1, verse 13, down to 16. Read 13. Gird yourselves and lament, you priests, how you ministers of the altar. Come like all night in sackcloth, you ministers of my Yahweh. For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholding from the temple of your Yahweh. 14. Sanctify you a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land unto the house temple of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, and cry unto the Yahweh. Atlas, verse 15, for the day, for the day, for the day of Yahweh is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. 16, it is not the meat cut off before our eyes, yea, joy and gladness from the temple of our Yahweh. Verse 
Exodus chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, verse 23 to 25. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. And it comes to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel fight by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry come up unto Yahweh by reason of the bondage. Verse 24, and Yahweh heard that groaning, and Yahweh remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Israel. Verse 25, and Yahweh looked upon the children of Israel, and Yahweh had respect unto them. Thank you, Yahweh. So, so, Angel came down and told the seal, the man of Yahweh, listen, you go tell them to get down to that temple and fall out real good and holler mighty to Yahweh. And once you do so, Yahweh will have respect for you. Then he's going to start remembering that you want, oh, you ready to take care of my business now. Then he's going to start remembering. Now, back to Sister Miriam in the second chapter, and then and the old seal going to tell, the man of Yahweh going to tell, what to do according to what Yahweh want to see. Let's see what you want to see, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 12 down to verse number 17. Joel 2, 17, Sister Miriam, come out. What's Sister Miriam at? I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> So, book of Joel, and you said, go skip down to 12. Chapter 2. 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 Turn you even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. 13. And win your mind and not your garments and turn into the Yahweh, your Yahweh, for he is a gracious and merciful, slow and merciful, slow to anger and a great. 